right in the face. Today we have a brand new guest, straight out of Colorado. He 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 straight up came from Colorado to here just to be on this podcast. Actually, I came from Kentucky on my way to Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> close enough. Yeah, got a little sidetracked. Yeah, a little sidetracked. Sidetracked, got some tint, and then I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> well, quick cliff notes. So this is my buddy Edis. He is a professional. I don't know. What do you call yourself? Worker, I guess. I He's a, a professional worker. <laughs> immigrant. I, dro- um, I dropped out of high school or college. I mean, uh, so I, I didn't work a nine-to-five, and now I work 24-7, so. That worked Pretty out fun. great, didn't it? Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, literally, like, just before we started the show, he's on his phone dealing with Turo renters, which Always. is going to be the, the, a big topic for today. But in short, the reason Edis has made his way over here to uh, Minnesota is because he found a TRX for a steal of a deal. What was it, like, MSRP? It was 4% under invoice, so... A lot of people don't know what invoice and MSRP is. MSRP is the sticker that you see on the window that they sell it to you as so the dealer can profit. Right. Invoice is what the dealer buys it at. So when they're selling 4% invoice or under invoice, they're looking to make money on the back end. And right. these guys tried to make money on the back end on me, and they weren't able to. So um, sucks for them, but got a steal of a deal. So. Yeah. Flew across the country. you get some warranties. Yeah. Well, I mean, no matter what, they get it if you finance through them, and uh, then they get the warranties, and then they added whatever you want to add packages, or blah, 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 blah. That's how they make their money, really. Right. You know. Yeah, that's why they do that. They get you in first, and once you're in, they start making the money. Pretty so. much. Yeah. Little did I know, most of us aren't suckers, but sorry, a lot of, the, a lot of everyone is kind of a sucker sometimes. Oh, oh, I'll ta- oh, that warranty? I'll take it. Oh, the wheel and tire package covered? I'll take it. <laughs> uh, just you, should, you should have seen what this guy did um, in Colorado when I was buying my Tundra. He was he drew, literally drew a picture of, like, a dealership. <laughs> I kid you not, dude. He drew a picture of a dealership, right? Like like a roof view, you know, kind of like a planner. And he showed me, like, okay, this is the sales department. It's really small. Then he drew, like, a big section for the service department. And he was like, the service department is big because that's where they make most of their money. But people, you know, go in for service, they pay a lot of money. That's why that service department is really big, so they can get a lot of people in there. And I'm, like, sitting there, I'm like, this is your way of selling me a warranty? Like, you're trying to show me visually why that place is bigger? I'm like, dude, it's bigger because trucks and cars are bigger than humans. <laughs> you can fit more humans in a small space compared to, you know, trucks and cars. Like, why are you drawing this? This is not how you sell a warranty. I'm like, dude, what the hell? So I feel like on some people that would work, but then, like, when you have somebody who logically thinks about it, it's like... Cars are bigger than people. That's why the How service area that? is bigger. Yeah. I mean, like, show me bank accounts. Like, okay, let's see the bank account of, like, service department, and then show me, like, the sales, but... It's like, no, like, that bigger because you got 20 fucking bays and yeah. 20 cars. Like, how many people can you fit in a car? And then how many cars can you fit in there, you know? like. Then plus you got the detail section that's in that freaking right. service bay. Then you got right. the detail corner for when you buy a new car. It goes through that. It's like, that's... Yeah. Right, but to sell a car, so you like, just this is useless. like, a desk like this. Like, literally, like, five feet. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, sit right here. I mean, this is, yeah, this is tiny. You can't even fit a car where we're sitting right here. There's four of us, so... Yeah, that was that was probably the most ridiculous way someone's ever tried to sell me a warranty. But I mean, they try multiple stories? ways. They try. I mean, dude, the biggest one. What was it? It was um, the finance or the, the the payment one. I think that's the most common one. They'll come out with like a payment that's higher than what it's supposed to be, and then they'll you'll take you back to the finance office and they'll be like, okay, here's your payment. You know, just like we quoted you over there, and then they're like, oh, included in this, you get that warranty. And then you're like, okay, cool. So my payment's just like what I wanted, and I get this warranty. Awesome. And then people fall for it. But really, you can get an even lower payment without the warranty. Yep. And a lot of people don't see that. They just see, okay, cool, I wanted you know, $1,000 a month payment. Well, I guess that's kind of high. Let's say 400 A $400 a month payment, and they came out, they gave me $400 a month, but you know, they could have gave me 360 or 380 without the warranty. And some people just look past that. They're like, no, I'm happy with my 400 a month. I'll go ahead and take it. 
Right. Well, these guys also tried to like kind of scam you into it, didn't they? Like with the with uh, the TRX one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they first first he told me uh, like the payment option. I think it was like eleven, eleven one fifty with some package, and then like eleven. Not eleven. I'm sorry, one thousand one hundred fifty dollars for one, and then it was like one thousand one hundred fifty dollars for another, and um, I was like, I'd, I'd like to see the price. I don't want to see the payment. I don't. I don't buy anything based on payments. I buy on the price. He tells me sixty five hundred dollars. I was like, I'm not paying sixty five hundred dollars for an extended warranty. Like I'm good, man. And yeah, then, it's got um, the thirty six thousand miles or whatever. Yeah, it's factory. Manufacturer's warranty. Yeah, and then so I was like, no, nah, I don't want it. I don't see the value in it. Whatever. And then he was like, okay, cool. So here's a new payment here. Just uh, initial there. Do you agree with it? And it was like a hundred dollars more. Like maybe not a hundred exactly, but hundred dollars more. And I was like, "How is it more without the warranty? The sixty-five hundred dollars warranty? Like, how is it one that?" And then he was like, "Um, uh, because your interest is higher without the warranty." I'm like sitting there thinking, "I'm like, what? <laughs> what does the bank have to do with the warranty?" I was like, what does the interest rate have to do with the fucking warranty? Yeah, I was like, "What?" So then he was like, "You know, saying like, yeah, I mean, that's that's the best deal we can get you." I'm like, "All right, cool, whatever. I'll just refinance." <laughs> So finishes the paperwork, all pissed off too. He was like in a really bad mood. Like I could tell, you know, I was like, I don't want a warranty, and everything went silent. No more, you know, no more like nice talk. How's your day and all that? And then uh, well, they're all mad because like, oh, I gave this guy four percent under. Well, yeah, well, literally, yeah. But that's the thing. Fucking warranties. Dude, he sent me a picture at a dealership. Had like what twelve TRXs? Yeah, like no, this is something that they're doing. They had two three nine two Jeeps at the end. Yeah. Those, yeah. <clears throat> like, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, get you for below invoice, but get the warranty, you right. know, so they make the, the money. And the interest. So I get so. what they're trying to do, but that's the thing. When you do a risk strategy like that, you're going to get burned, and you get, yeah. you burn them. Burned. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Burned I mean, I'm not going to pay for it. No, I'm not going to keep it for a while. Either. Too, like, depending on who they bank through or, like, who they finance through, you just be like, hey, quick, like, one second, I'm going to make a phone call. You know who they finance through. Call them, verify the interest rate, because sometimes some dealers will actually mark up your interest rate by like, right, 2%. Right. They have a buy and sell rate, yeah. Yeah, they'll block you up by 2%, but you call the bank, and they, you know, they tell you that, and they go bring it back to the viewer then they pretty much have to oh wow I didn't know that warranty yeah <laughs> that's a thing oh, yeah. I see that no that they, they I mean they told me it was 10% and then um, did all the paperwork and stuff for signing he pulled out the finance agreement look at it and it was like 4.9% I mean my credit's not the greatest I have like 6 cars on there but um 4.9% I was happy but I was like dude why is it 4.9% he's like oh I found you another bank uh, and it's like mumbled off and I'm like dude like I didn't want to really question. I was just like, just give me the fucking truck. I want to go home. Like, <laughs> I'm tired, man. Like, I don't want to like argue here, but I was like, all right, cool. Well, you said 10% earlier. I don't know how you brought me this lower rate. I'll just sign it, whatever. Let's go. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of the way that he, he tried to like basically scam me into getting the warranty by giving me this like high interest rate if I don't get it. Um, Which is illegal to do like in Colorado, in right? In Colorado it is, yeah. Like when I bought my Subaru, yeah, they did that. They were like, oh, we can lower your interest rate if you buy the warranty. And at the time, you know, I was buying, I didn't, I didn't know that. And then I talked to one of my uh, friends who's a salesperson. He told me that. He was like, yeah, dude, it's illegal to do that. They cannot sell you any product for, you know, a lower interest rate because interest rates have nothing to do with the products. Yeah. Or the dealership. That's the bank. Like it's a third party bank. People think like dealerships are like financing you. They're not financing you. It's just banks. You know, yeah. They just work with banks. So when someone's like, oh, I'd rather go buy at a dealership because you know, I can get financing there. It's like, no, the dealership does the financing work for you. You can go get your own financing and buy private party. You know? And people don't ever really think of that. They just kind of go to the dealership, which I don't blame them. I mean, it is easier. They work with like 40, 50 banks. Right. At least. Makes so. sense. Oh, yeah. I'm saying you just call them and ask too, like, especially if it's someone that you're used to financing with. You call them and say, hey, do you use so-and-so? Right. And they tell you yes. And they're like, okay, cool. Then you could give them a call quick, let them know what vehicle you're about to buy, and then they pretty yeah. much try to give you a pre-approval so you can just go in there with firepower, and then all of a sudden they try to play. Exactly. Well. So, like, and oh, you can oh, also refinance later. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any fun ones just because 
every time I buy a car, they see like my record of how how often, how long I keep vehicles. They're pretty much just like, they don't even try. They're just like, well, how about just gap coverage? And I'm like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just gap. That's it. No extended, no added work, no nothing, no big shit. Don't give me wheel tire. I was like, nothing. I was like, just give me what's my interest rate, what's my payment. Take a look at everything. Make sure they didn't sneak anything in and. Uh, I'm out of the door. <clears throat> so I, I pretty much only pay for gap. That's about it. In this case, my freaking wreck was sucker. At least I can. Right. At least I can. I mean, nowadays, dude, like values and everything. I don't even know if you need gap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, next year it's like you get an insurance pay out ten thousand dollars more than what you paid. You're like, wow, okay. Didn't really need a gap, but at least you get your money back. Yeah, I think the gap is like the only one where I'm like, okay, that that's justifiable. The windshield ones sometimes like. I look at them and I'm like, they seem like good deals, but at the end of the day, your insurance has windshield coverage. Like, yeah. most people don't know that. You can look at it. It's like 50 Yeah, I think I get like three windshields a year or whatever through us. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's much better just go through. Same yeah, you can, actually, you can actually get gap coverage through your insurance company too, and sometimes it's like 12 bucks. Right, yeah. It's yeah. like 12 bucks so extra like, on, on your, on your why not? premium or whatever. It's not bad. Which, I mean, really ain't shit. I mean, that's what I ended up doing through one of my cars once because it literally just went up $12. I'm like, oh. Uh, I'll live. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'll live. I was like, that's always like a high enough coverage where I was like, oh, cool. That covers the price of the vehicle plus yeah. some. I was like, I was like, I'm fine. Sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. I mean, no, there's some good deals out there when it comes to like extras and stuff, but a lot of them they just profit. They want to make their money. Yeah. No. When I bought this, when I bought the Trackhawk, they were trying to give me an extended warranty because they were like, oh, yeah. it's out of warranty. And they were like, oh, here's what your pay would be with it. Well, like, warranty would have been void anyway because it's modified. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that's like they try to tell me the vehicle's stock. They're like, oh, it just has an exhaust on it. And I was just like, exhaust. I was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I remember me and my buddy, we drove, we test drove it quick, brought it to our parking lot, popped the hood, and also I see a pulley, I see a couple other things. And I'm like, well, like, this thing's not fucking stock. <laughs> and I was like, I got on it a little bit. And I was like, nope, definitely not stock. I'm like, yeah. And it's funny too. I messaged that dealership after I got a dyno the other day, and I was just like, "Yeah, by the way, it, uh, it made 760 wheel." And they're like, "Really?" They didn't know it, w- it was in stock. No, they didn't have a clue that it was that it was. Was, it, was it a Jeep dealership? No. no. It was a, oh, okay. Uh, that's probably why. I'm sure yeah. if it was a Jeep dealership, they'd be like, "Yeah, this thing's modified." You expect the shit out of it. Huh? You expect the shit out of it. No. Yeah. We should probably get on to the main topic of discussion, or hopefully we'll see how this goes. This might suck, but like you do a lot of Turo. You've been doing Turo for how long now? Uh, on and off, like three years. Three years. So you have how many cars in your fleet? Right, right now, now, baby fleet. Uh, baby fleet. I have, I have six cars. I used to have nine when the pandemic hit. And Before, yeah, yeah. Nothing moved. Like everything was literally parked. I had nine cars in my neighborhood. Like the neighbors <laughs> were looking like I was selling drugs or something. Like why do you have so many cars parked out here? And then I was like, yeah, pandemic hit. I had, you know, rental cars the whole time. And, uh, yeah, I offloaded the fleet and then got back into it now. You know, with rental prices skyrocketing, I figured, why not scoop some cash up? Well, dude, some of those, I mean, you flipped some of those cars at the beginning of the pandemic, too, for a profit, didn't you? Um, or, like, not, you didn't lose much on them, if I remember correctly, the, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, some of them, yeah. It, it was really weird because I, I thought they were all going to, like, plummet value. Like, yeah. you know, pandemic hitting everybody's like, oh, my God, jobs are being lost, this and that, recession here and there. No, I walked into the dealership. They were giving me more than what I paid for it. Like my Crosstrex, I paid twenty two five, I believe, and the dealership gave me twenty three. After yeah. a year's worth of renting them and out, uh, I think it was like twenty one, twenty two thousand miles on it. I was like, wow, all right, I'll take it. Trade yeah, in. it's a win. Well, this is the thing that some people don't see about like renting. It's like you, the car. It's not like it's gonna be worth like worthless at the end. So you could, you know, after renting it out for a year or two, and then you sell the car after the fact. I mean, it's kind of like an extra bonus check, right? Exactly. You know, because like, especially you're in Colorado, so it's like a super high 
uh, vacation area. We were looking at some Turo stuff here in Minnesota, and it's it's garbage. No, it's like, there's not. no money to be made here. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? You said one guy was, like, renting his ship for, like, $27 a day? Yeah, I'm a Focus. Like, a 14 Focus. Yeah, it was, like, a 14 Focus, $27 a day. And, like, you said he was, like, working for pennies, basically. Right, yeah. I mean, do, do, do the math. 10 day trip. What was it? Uh, 27 a day. 27 a day. 10 days, what, like, 300 bucks? Yeah. yeah. 300 bucks, and then, and then let's say 10 days, whatever. Plus their cut, maybe two fifty. They get two hundred fifty dollars. They have to take pictures of it, clean it, and then plus the mileage and the maintenance and everything. That's pennies. Like you're not making much on there. Yeah, huh? Probably doesn't it barely even cover the payment if there's a payment on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like right. Over for like eighty nine bucks a day. Right. So there's not much in this market, but like out there in like Colorado, like Danny. How many cars does Danny have? I think he has like twenty four or twenty four cars. Which like what four of them are Crown Vicks that yeah, they like nothing. Like cheap cars, and they go for like thirty five, forty too. That's the thing. He lists them on there for that cheap. Uh, right, but they're also a cheap car, and he doesn't do much with them. Right, yeah. So like, I mean, you know what you're getting into when you rent a Crown Vic. Right, exactly. Yeah, you get you get cheap renters, and then you get the cheap car too. And yeah. Usually problems too, man. When you get a problem, especially up in the mountains, that just sucks, dude. Like, last thing you want to do is get a call at 8 p.m. Hey, my car doesn't want to start, and they're all the way up in Vail, two hours <laughs> away from Denver. You're like, oh man. Like, Has that happened to you before? Uh, I've heard stories. Um, the other day, we have a big Jimmy. group chat of people, right? Yeah, yeah, we have a group chat. We have a group chat, and then we have the group, uh, the Facebook group. And um, in the group chat, I think it was Jimmy. He was looking if anybody had like a replacement, so he could like take that replacement, drive it up there to the people because uh, his car broke down. I don't remember which car it was, and then uh, ride back with the tow truck because it wasn't drivable. And uh, he wasn't able to find anything. He was looking at I think it's Vale or Aspen. It was like a rental car place there somewhere. And I uh, couldn't find anything there. Everything was booked up. So, yeah, it's kind of a pain when cars break down. You kind of want to rent a car that's, like, mechanically stable. Like, nothing can go wrong. Well, this know? is why you mostly buy new cars at or below invoice, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. That's your inventory. I mean, all, of, all of my new cars I bought below. Like, I, I refuse to pay over or at, like. Deals are out there. <laughs> right. Like, you get people like Chaz who doesn't want to pay above MSRP, and then you're just like, fuck that. I don't even want to pay invoice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. the deals are out there. I mean, you just got to find them. I flew out to was it Oklahoma City. Yeah, I flew out to Oklahoma City. It's the Jeep, Jeep right? Yeah. It was uh-huh. like a $32,000 uh, car in Colorado. MSRP was like thirty-three. It had like, I think, 3,000 miles on it, but it was selling as new because I believe um, it was a, uh, like, yeah. a, like was a demo. owner car or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I got that. It was a 26, 26 in Oklahoma City. I think it was a two-hour flight, an hour, an hour and a half flight, something like that. So not far at all. So, uh, pick it up. so get into the math here, right? Because, and again, we're going to use Colorado as an example. We're not even going to count Minneapolis, just a shit show. Nobody wants to right, rent yeah. here. But, like, what's the math behind this? So you have six cars. You know, what do these cars rent for? And what is it worth getting into? So, I mean, a lot of people ask me that. Like, they'll just ask me the bland question, like, how much do you make a month with cars? And stuff like that. Like, what car should I get? Um, and honestly, like, SUVs, sedans, uh, sports cars large SUVs, those are just like the classes. And that's really where you, where you want to um, research, like what, what's the cheapest uh, full-size SUV that you can get. For example, like a Kia Sorento. Because that will rent just a little less than a Chevy Tahoe. Right. Or, or a Suburban or whatever. Well, I guess Suburban's a little bigger, but... Um, so it's, it's more, more importantly to ask, like, what class of car, you know, should I buy? Which one will bring, you know, the highest profit? Because obviously sedans are cheaper, but they rent for less. So, you know, compare the ROIs. Um, but... In terms of, uh, what was the question again? <laughs> well, no, I mean, if, like, let's say, I mean, is this something you've ever considered getting into, is, like, renting out cars? I mean, I've always, like, thought about it, but then again, it's just, like, the kind of, like, 
sometimes I just want to. I don't know if I want to deal with like some of the headaches of it. But right. I, mean, I don't want. I don't know if I, I don't think I want to do it in Minnesota. Definitely not Minnesota. Right. I wouldn't Locations. want to do it here. I'd want to do it in a, in a place where people actually go travel to on a consistent right. basis. You know, spring break. You know, summer little vacations, winter vacations. So obviously, I'd probably try to go somewhere nice. Right. Like when we went down to Miami. I mean, we were we turned on a car down there, and my, but the there, there was options were endless of what we wanted to get. Like right. Lambos, Ferraris, what, whatever. We, we could have got whatever. Granted, obviously, like the premiums on some of the sports car supercars were were quite high. We ended up renting a uh, 2020 A6 S line. Pretty decently nice car. I think it was like six fifty for the whole week, so it wasn't not bad. You know, it wasn't wasn't great. We were there for six or seven days, six days with it. So I mean, that's it wasn't bad. So I mean, the car was was nice. And I guess that guy too. He had like six or seven cars in his fleet. He's trying to add more. And he's in the Miami Miami area. So I mean, like I don't know. It's something that I I would I've always entertained. But then again. I'm just like more or less so much invested into like the nutrition, health, and fitness industry right now. That's just kind of where I'm, I'm at for the time being. And right. Eventually, eventually, I actually want to get into like Airbnbs or rentals and that. That's probably like the next logical step too. I know for you, you're considering it too. But yeah. one thing you know, you mentioned headaches, right? So you do this occasionally for some of the other guys who have fleets, where you kind of like manage their fleet a little bit you know, like to help out. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So that how does that work? So, like, um, for right now, what I do, I mean, you could do, like, full management stuff, and there's really nobody out there offering it yet. Um, they used to have hassle-free car, which is a full-on, like, um, kind of like property management. You just give right. them your car, and they take care of everything. Maintenance, you know, pictures, um, check-in, check-out, the shuttles. They were they were based out of fine airport parking, um, which is kind of far from the airport. It's, like, one of the furthest parking lots from there. Um, but it was a really nice facility, and, and they did a good job and stuff. Uh, but it just wasn't profitable for them. Um, I think it was like $300 a month per car. And when you got like slow, slow season kicking in and hosts are, you know, renting their cars out for 50, 60 bucks a day, you're not bringing in much money per month. You might be bringing in like a thousand bucks a month. You got your payment, you got your money because you got a profit and they got to pay them. And it's like, you're not left with much. You're left with pennies, you know, so it's not really worth it. Um, but the summertime is worth it. Uh, that's when, that's when managing, um, can pay off. But what I do, I do what we call flips. So, um, I don't know why we call them flips. I guess because you, you flip it for the next renter. I guess that's one way to put it. But essentially, the car will come back. The guy will send me all the information, where the car is at, the reservation number. That's how you exit the lot. Um, and I'll go, uh, since I'm already there, pick up the car. Uh, usually, most of them have lock boxes and stuff like that. And then take the car to a car wash, clean it, pictures, all that kind of stuff. Park it back, let him know where it's at. And then um, he does all the messaging between the renter and all that. And he pays me. And yeah, pretty simple. Usually, I charge... 50 bucks, give or take, um, per car. Hmm. And that's still not too bad. I mean, that's a good good way to kind of make a little bit of a little extra side cash. I mean, the biggest, oh, yeah. biggest thing that I... Oh, yeah, I had, that's like six cars time. in one day. Yeah, I'll yeah. do those like six, six times 50. What is that, $300? Yeah. Like $300 in one day, just yeah. clean cars. Yeah, clean cars, take a couple photos, yeah. drop it off to where exactly. it needs to be. Right, instead yeah. of working for a dealership for below union pay, you know, detailing cars, you know, Jeeps and stuff, like a certain someone. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, that's one of the downsides to the Minnesota market, like... If you wanted to do that, there's just nothing you could really do. But well, they got that new rental company now that was started here in Minnesota. Um, was it Driveify or something like that? Yeah. So I mean, but that's the thing. Like I was talking to them as well. Like they're actually gonna change some things up in their fleet. I uh, can't really disclose what, but it's hard, right? Because like who, like there's only it's already a super small market that wants to rent a Porsche GT3. Especially at that price point, which I think for them it's like a thousand something bucks a day, yeah. which which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Like if you want to like you know do that, go for it. But um, 
it's tough. So they're they're slowly figuring out. They the rest of their fleet's pretty solid though. But that's the thing. Like if they become the biggest, then it doesn't matter then. You know, the problem is you don't want to be like a small fish like, you know, me and my brother coming in like, okay, we got one or two cars. Well, we're not going to compete with somebody who's got a fleet of like 50 cars or even yeah. 20, 30. You know, that's a regular Turo renter. So that's, I don't know. So they'll probably be fine. but Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, every once in a while you might get just some guy that comes up here for a winter trip visiting families or something like that and see that right. and like, oh, well, he goes, once the LGT3 does in the winter. I mean, you might get those spur-of-the-moment spontaneous right, people but that's once not in a, a while, but regular. it's not that consistent, you know, especially in Minnesota, like I said. I mean, some of these people don't think go to Minnesota and rent a porter. Right. You know, right. It's not something that's, like, on someone's mind. That's something you do when you go to Vegas or California. Like, I no, oh, yeah. rent yeah, a when Porsche. Some sunny, nice, warm weather. I mean, granted, we, are, I mean, we, we have nice summers up here, but then again, still, it's not like that's You don't not, think about like it. the first thing on your mind when you're visiting Minnesota. Oh, I want to rent a Porsche. Like, that's... Well, even Denver too. I mean, we're 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 much better market than Minnesota, but I mean, still, we, we I don't think we have a single Lamborghini on Turo. No, yeah. I know Danny tried to rent that C8, and he sold it like a week later. He's like, "Fuck this." He could, yeah, he couldn't. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get five hundred dollars a day for it because other markets are getting five hundred. I'm like, Danny, we're in Denver. Like, you're not gonna get five hundred a day. And I think he got it in the middle of winter. I'm like, dude, nobody's gonna rent a C8. Yeah, especially in the middle of winter. Yeah. Oh, this was February, so yeah, this is like. Yeah, yeah. So, so he got this. This is GME season, baby. Because yeah. <laughs> that's that's he made a good chunk of money off of GME at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was that was pretty good. But then he also lost a lot because he just he just buys calls. That's all he does on Tesla. Yeah. Calls and yeah, didn't work out. But no, I, I, when I come out to Colorado, I'd love to talk to him on this as well. But uh. Yeah, I feel like the Colorado market, though, I mean, the SUVs, the sedan, stuff like that. Well, yeah, are, skiers, dude. Yeah, because people are usually have a bunch of gear with them if they're going stuff in the mountains, right. the mountains and stuff, so they want space. So, I mean, that market is probably really good to have those style of vehicles out there. Oh, yeah. Sports cars and stuff, probably not nearly as as a as a big thing out there. I mean, maybe I could see like a Baylor going back a little bit just because they got the you know the mountain roads and stuff and have some right. But that, again, yeah. that's a very specific market that comes here. And yeah, there. and then again, that's basically summertime only, not winter. Right. Thought we could hit the canyons and have some fun, but wintertime, good luck hitting the canyons. And an SUV, let alone a supercar. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's why that's why I got all SUVs in my fleet. I was like, dude, people want SUVs, comfort. Uh, they want ski racks because people come with ski gear. I was genuinely surprised. I mean, when I first got into this, the amount of people that I saw going like Breckenridge, Vale, Aspen, I was like, wow, you guys are flying in to go snowboarding. I live like you know two hours away. I could just drive there and go have fun and snowboard and stuff. You guys are flying in from another state to do this, and I'm like, yeah. oh. You guys love the mountains. I mean, when you live there, when you have something, you know, like when you got mountains and stuff like that, you don't really like care. You're just kind of like, cool, whatever mountains. But never realized how just much people love traveling it. there. Like, it's crazy. I mean, everybody was like, oh, it's because of the weed. But dude, that was like 2014, 2016. Yeah. Like that's when it was legalized. Like that phase is over now. You know? Dude, I remember when he came here to Minnesota. What was it last? Was it last year? Or yeah, two years ago? Half, dude, he came over here. He's like, oh my god, it's so flat. What? <laughs> like, he was just like, <laughs> I was like, you guys got nothing. It's all flat, straight flat. And then I saw a little hill. I was like, oh, you guys got a hill. He's like, yeah, that's like where they go skiing and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's your ski. We know? got some little bluffs, you know, down in southern Minnesota. Yeah, you know, yep. Like where my res is from. I'm like, we yeah. got some bluffs down there, but they're uh, basically just glorified hills. Uh, I mean, it's, that's all they are. I mean, maybe 400, good, good 400, 600 feet up. <laughs> like, yeah, versus our mountains, thousands of feet up there. Yeah, you got 20,000. Mile, you're like, oh, wow. All right, cool. <laughs> I, had a I had a renter one time. I was I was driving with them. My Bluetooth turned on because uh, I was near them. We were both leaving the lot, and uh, I texted them whatever. I was like, hey, I'm sorry, my music turned on in your car. You know, I hope it wasn't too loud or anything. And then they were like, oh no, it's okay. We weren't even paying attention. We were just looking at the beautiful mountains. And this is far away from the like airport. You can barely even see the mountains. I'm like, 
really? Like, you're that <laughs> obsessed with mountains? Like, well, yeah, like, when I was planning the rallies down to, uh, for Venom or whatever back in the day, and I showed you the hotel, he's like, buddy, that's not in the mountains. I'm like, I know, it, it's like, it's like 10 miles away. He's like, no, 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 you have to get closer. I'm like, there is no hotels closer. Because, <laughs> like, they were all sold out. And, like, we were at the hotel. I'm not kidding. Like, you and I would appreciate it. It's like, wow, mountains. And he's like, okay, whatever. Like, yeah, literally. Like, you put so much really effort into it. <laughs> he's a, like, no. There's a really good view, I want to say. Um, when you go down to Boulder. I don't know if you've ever been to Boulder. Oh, yeah. I think so. Boulder, Boulder, Boulder yeah. Boulder's not nice, like, little college town. Uh, yeah. But there's, like, a Highway 36. Like, it goes over this little hill. Then we start going downhill. You got, like, this coolest view like mm-hmm. of the flat irons like the rocky mountains so he's not completely stuff. spoiled yet no my yes. first time i went to boulder i would be like damn this was again what the legalization was the big thing right, so right. i think i was i think i was 21 so this was decently long ago but yeah me and my buddy took a trip down there in my uh, my sti and it was fun i mean honestly we stayed we stayed in boulder we were we, dude, i think i was there for like two weeks i didn't know i just wanted a spontaneous trip. I was like fuck this i'm going out of lockdown no no but I went down there, dude, and I think I actually kind of remember that 36 road you're talking about. Because I remember I started, we were going to cruise up in the mountains to go do some hiking. And I remember we were cruising there, and all of a sudden I just see these, like, three or four supercars. I see, I, it was, like, two Lambos, an AMG GT, and a couple others. And they were just, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I have an SCI. I'm not keeping up. Because I wanted to, like, floor and catch up. I tried to a little bit, but then I was like, nah, I ain't catching these fucking dudes. They were gone in, like, seconds. I mean, they flew. They flew by me. Right. And I was like, holy shit. They had a... <laughs> Passed me like 120. I mean, they were they were cooking. I was oh, on like 80, uh-huh. and they they were just cooking. I was like, holy shit! I'm sitting here over here with a bowl in my hand. I'm like, man. by the way, guys, I was supposed to be no more. But you know, <laughs> 21. No it was fun to enjoy. I mean, I totally get it. Like, I, like it was a huge tourist attraction at that point when that happened. I mean, I, when I was in, when I was in Boulder at that time, it was nice out. It was nice weather. Man, it was it was fucking packed. Your boulder's like Wade Central. Oh yeah, dude. And plus, I've never seen so many Subarus in my life. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, dude. Like Boulder, like was like STI WRX, like cross tracks, like heaven. Like I was like, holy shit, I fit right in. It's all Subaru people over there, dude. Yeah, like I fit right in when I when I throw my Subaru down. I was like, holy shit. I was like, literally, I was like, I look like I'm a local. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it was great. I mean, it was. It was I it think was, like, it was we're cool. one of the top states too. Colorado is like one of the top states for uh, super sales. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There was some article about that. I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm not well, I mean, plus, I mean, they're pretty good in the altitudes and the weather conditions and stuff. Yeah. I mean, and they're good on gas. That's the other thing too. Gas. Their all-wheel drive systems for the models. Right. Like, realistically, as much as I hate Subaru sometimes, I still appreciate it because guess what? I've had two of them. Big fan of them. You know, I had a I had a fully built WRX STI and then I had another STI with full bolt ons and it's like. I still like like the car. It's just I just hated how much money it took to get them, and I didn't even get four hundred horsepower. I think they just get like a bad reputation from people, and then people the, are like, "Oh, super, super!" No, they're actually really, really good cars. Like, but to like really build them, like power wise, it's like it, the money is just not worth it. No, most like, of the time, if it's just like a good stock daily driver, great car. Look. Hands up, good, great car. I mean, if I would have just left the STI alone, I probably would have just kept it as a daily. I mean, oh, honestly, right. it would have been. Yeah, you're great at keeping cars. We all know that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, hey, dude, I almost got, I've almost had my vet for a year. Yeah, like, impressive. Man, year. you could have really used that warranty, huh? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it still had. It was still under factory warranty when I got it. It's still under factory. I think it ends like at the end of this year, like in August. Oh, wow. I think it's done. But crazy, crazy. You know, it's already voided anyways. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's it's voided. I, I think that's the best way. Like when you're buying any performance vehicle, just tell the dealership I'm gonna void it anyways, so they can just shut up and move on. Yeah, I know, and that's funny too. So, like I said, sometimes when I go to more dealerships and try to buy buy cars, when they see like how my repetitive I go, I mean, granted, my credit history is great. It's just my, my like my only knock that they give me is I don't keep cars. My banks right, are like uh, they're like he makes all his payments. 
It's never late. He's always on time. Like, it doesn't make enough. We don't make enough money off him. Yeah. And they're just like, well, let's give him another car. Maybe he'll keep this one longer. We'll make a little bit more money on him. But, you know, that's why literally as soon as the finance manager sees that, they don't even bother. Like, they're like, well, it looks like you don't keep shit for long. They're like, we're not even going to. I literally had BMW literally said, we're not going to pitch any, any warranties to you. They're like, do you like, we're just basically gap. And they're, I was like, no, no, it's just gap. I was like, nothing else. They're, and then one time, it was actually they brought in another guy that were training him for finance. And he was like one of their tech guys for BMW. And he goes, he goes, you know, I, your M5, so yeah, it's got carbon ceramics. I was like, I know. He goes, well, those pretty expensive brakes. You really should think about the brake, you know, the brake, you know, warranty wear and stuff like that. And I was just like, I was like, you realize carbon ceramic brakes will also last basically for the lifetime of the car as long as you're not tracking it every freaking day or every weekend. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, I can put 100,000 miles on these rotors and maybe have to replace them at that point in time. And I was like, I guarantee I'm not keeping this car at 100,000 miles. Right. I'll be fine. Yeah, that thing will be in a ditch somewhere yeah. with the fourth owner. Like, oh, my God, I got a fast BMW. <laughs> so it cracked me up, though. Like, you know, he thought he had me on that. I was like, no. no that's the uh, best. Like, when you when you, when they you think they have you on it, then you hit them back, and they just sit there like, oh, what do I say? <laughs> and it's like, you realize, that's funny, because like, when you know cars, you know the system, how it works, you bought tons of them, and once you pitch it back to them, they're just like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to waste my time anymore. Yeah, no, I can't sell them anything. <laughs> no. It's like, dude, I, I've worked in a, I worked like a couple weeks and I worked for Toyota we did uh me and my fiance did uh did the aftermarket section for everyone dude seeing the markup on it I'm talking 200 percent wow uh, like the windshield like basically the clear shield stuff um like the rust protection dude I'm talking literally like 150 to 200 percent markups that most of dealers do at least Toyotas wow so like now you know if you ever go buy a Toyota again and they have to offer that stuff I mean it's a markup you could be like you'd be like I'll take it for a cost right yeah because the cost isn't shit. It's really cheap, actually, for a lot of the stuff. Like, their PPF, like, literally was, like, 300 bucks. But their, like, their gold package, they are charging, like, 900 Right, yeah. Uh, a thousand. Yeah, I was like, I, I looked money. at these markups, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and, dude, I mean, I sold the shit out of it, dude. I think her and I did, like, $20,000 in, like, a week. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> I mean, like, we killed it. Like, we, we smoked so, previous uh, aftermarket guys. Like, they were wow. averaging, like, eight a, a week. I mean, we did 20 while they were gone on vacation. Wow. Like they were like all the finance people and all the managers were actually trying to get us to get the job and kick them up and then move them somewhere else. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, "Holy shit!" And I, granted, I half that stuff I sold for cost. That's just how many people I was able to right. work with because I would also be like thirty percent discount, forty percent discount. Give you this and I'll give you this for God. Like people were loving it. And like all the customers yeah. loved it. It's like, but I was also been like also been trying to help me. <laughs> yeah. And so dude, it's like literally now. It's like I know after working the dealership game too. It's like you just oh. know so much stuff. Like invoice. Right. Literally, if you go into a dealer and you say like you know, well, what's the invoice on? They just some of them look at you like, how do you, how do you, how do you know that? No. And you're like, they're like, I just let me see the invoice and then I'll decide whether if I'm gonna pay it or not. Right. <laughs> no, I think a lot of people don't even know they can negotiate on prices. I mean, sometimes car. you get into, like, you know, dealerships that don't negotiate at all. Those yeah, are not the yeah, ones you would want to go to. So much. No, as soon as, they, as soon as they say we don't negotiate at all, you're like, have a nice day. Oh, cool, yeah, see you later. Like CarMax, oh my God. I, I like CarMax because it's, it's super simple, super easy, but the deals are not that great. I mean, they don't negotiate, and I, I, I don't want it, you know. I think that's Walzers, yeah. I don't think they negotiate at all. Not Walzers have their one price, and that's it. They yeah, don't that's negotiate nothing. But then again, I've also seen it where, like, I was about to walk out on, on an SDI from a Walzer, and like I was, I had one ordered, and I said to the like, well, I'll take it. Rid. This is before the market high thing, but I was like, I'll take it for invoice, whatever, blah blah blah. Put a deposit down today, and they're like, well, it's you know MSRP, like no negotiate. And I was like, okay. I was getting ready to leave, and all of a sudden they ended up the manager coming to grab me. He goes, okay, I'll give it to you for invoice. I was like, I thought you don't <laughs> negotiate. He goes, well, 
He goes, you know, it's the last SDI we're getting for about four or five months. He goes, I'll hook you up. And I was like, okay. It's like, we don't, but we do. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I ended up walking from them anyway. That was fun. I went to another dealer for, for an SDI, and they did me way better. They gave me, they gave me again, like a few percent on our invoice. Right, right. And I was like, sweet. And they ended up tossing in, like, a wheel coverage for free because they were like, they had, like, 12 of them. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, I was just like, I'm sold. That's the best, man. You got you to gotta look at other dealerships. Like, email three of them. Email is so easy. Just send an email. Yeah. Three, four different dealerships. Hey, what's your lowest price? Okay, can you do this much? No, yes, maybe. And then get that lowest price, send it to the other dealership. But hey, they're doing it for this much. Can you beat this, you know? Yeah, well, it's like yeah. my track hawk. You know, they, I think they had a list for like 88.9. I offered them maybe two, and they said, okay. No, yeah. awesome. I'll take and it. I was like, cool. <laughs> but, but they were, they bought my CS too, but they were probably willing to like do it. But right. also, that I could. Dude, sell you got a smoking deal on that because, like, I mean, granted, yeah, it's a modified car, so you don't have to modify it yourself. But, I mean, that car, I really am curious to see how long it was sitting at that dealership for. Uh, they said they had it for about four months or so. Wow, that's But they said the biggest thing is always it had to get sold to an out-of-state buyer due to the fact that, because um, it doesn't have cats. So, New Jersey has emissions laws. Oh. So, they couldn't sell it locally. Pretty much that, that Trackhawk itself had to go to another state that wow. didn't have. Wow, that's tough. So, <laughs> when, I, when I said that I was, I was interested in the silver one because it had the lowest mileage, only had two owners, had all the service records on it, like, you know, good healthy oil changes and whatnot. So, I was like, great, cool. Um, and the other one, like the other Trackhawk they had, had a small accident on it. I was like, well, I don't want that one. And it was a year newer and like two grand more. I was like, it's got an accident on it. And he was like, oh, it just has a, had a little fender bender. I was like, so? I was like trying to go to resell it or trade it back in. I was like, that's going to knock me. Right. So yeah. I ended up going with the 18, the oldest one that they had, lowest mileage, best service rescue record. I mean, yeah, I, got a, I got a deal. It was, it, was, it was good. Yeah, you got a deal with the car and getting rid of your Beamer. Like well, that, yeah. On I mean, both sides. Yeah, on both sides. I mean, got myself like out of like, you know, again, like I'm a dumbass and sometimes I get caught up in negative equity. Right. You know, with negotiating, and then again, I usually can still get it, get it down a little bit. But finally, got rid of it. A little Q50, by the way. Don't buy a new one of those. Those freaking tanks. Like, we bought the red sport for everything. You know, the design. You're trying color. to pass it, it off on me. What the fuck? Dude, it still, well, it still dropped like 25 grand <laughs> from new from sticker. Damn. Like it was That's ridiculous. So, I mean, I made out ahead. You know, the CS was a great car. I fucking loved it. Honestly, the trackhawk, the fact that to the no when I got it, you know, PPI'd and checked out and dynoed it, and the fact that the tune's healthy, the car's healthy. I mean, the fact that it's already got like four or five grand worth of mods that I don't have to touch. That's a win. <laughs> I mean, that's a, I mean, that my tech was like, he's like, he's like, uh, he's like, you made out ahead. Uh, he goes, you saved your Take it, run. <laughs> yeah, he goes, let me just pull the file off this coming Monday before you go to Texas and make sure like what field it's running. And he goes, uh, you're good. And I'm like. Sweet, so we're gonna have some fun in Texas. I gotta ask this: Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Did you buy the Turo TRX for yourself, or do you plan to turtle that? No, that's for me. No. Okay, I was about to say. I was like, he's gonna flip it. Like, I mean, he might. I mean, you've been enjoying I'll, it a I'll lot. Keep it a little bit. You know. Enjoy it for a few, about four or five thousand miles, because you're still a for one to get your money back, or right. b you're gonna make a, a little exactly. Back yeah. off. You're that, definitely gonna make. You could put another ten, maybe even twenty thousand miles, and you'll still be able to get. There, there was one with sixteen thousand miles for ninety six thousand. Yeah. Same spec as mine. And I think my MSRP was eighty nine. I got it for seventy nine, plus taxes and everything came out to eighty eight. Does that have so, like the package two A or which package? Uh, the level two, level, level two, two package. Yeah. So, so you know, it's it's not fully loaded with like the moon roof or, or the panel roof, I should say. Um, it's a few other things, but for the most part, it's got everything. Is that the heated cooled uh, rears? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, mean, that's level two. That's pretty much level. Yeah. Loaded, you know. That's Dude, good I, I thought the heated and cooled rears in the TRXs was sweet. I was like, no, no dealer puts cooled uh, yeah. seat, ventilated seats in the back. Yeah. 
Heated, sure, but ventilated? Ventilated? Yeah, you go, whoa. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, that is the nicest truck I think I've ever... Does Mercedes ever... do this? Like... <laughs> no, 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 Mercedes don't do it. Beamer don't do it. Freaking Porsche doesn't do it. Oh, yeah. Like, nobody. I was like, wow, awesome. Dude, go like, right. That was literally the nicest truck I think I've ever actually seen. Because I really did want one. I well, I know a guy moved. who would sell you one for a decent price. I, he's, like, really close to you right now, too. Oh, I'm sure, you know, but it's like... I, you know, <laughs> That's why it's like, what's the You're flying back to Colorado. And technically, I mean, even the Durango Hellcats, I mean, those three vehicles are going to be the most best retained value that FCA has. I don't think so. Because you notice, like, the Hellcat Charger. That Jeep. The Jeep 392? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like the same thing, it's just different, what do you say, body styles. But, like, the Hellcat Drive vehicles, like the TRX and the Trackhawk, in my opinion, are the two going to be the two most retaining value FCA vehicles. Because, like, check Chargers. Don't hold value for shit. Challengers yeah. don't hold value for shit, even if it's a Hellcat, even if it's a red eye. No, those have, uh, so, I mean, granted, the wide body and the red eye ones are holding a little better. I've been watching the market on those, but again, like, they have those, ins- like, the, especially the regular Hellcats, like, they just have so many of them, like, in well, the market. That's the thing. The biggest thing is they saturated it way too much with the Chargers and Challengers. In the years, too. I mean, how long have they been building Hellcats? Since 15. 2015. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Versus so we these were, trucks. Yeah, where, just the, came out. where the TRXs just came out, and they're yeah. probably, and it's pretty much done now. They're not going to build more. I mean, they have like one more year that they're going to have them. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Yeah, they're done with, the MU's done with it, yeah. So, and that's in the, in the Trackhawks were 2018 to 2021. Now they're done. So they only had a three-year run. You know, it's... Also the body style, too. I mean, you got the Challenger, just regular Challenger. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, it hasn't really it's changed. It's yeah. hoods. Yeah. Pretty much, that's, that's pretty much what's mainly changed, is different hoods and the line body kit. Right. I mean, granted, in 15, it did do a really big rehaul, but the look was still pretty much there. Yeah, it was but, still the same, like, you know, body lines, essentially. Right. Yeah, so, so that, that's all going to be coming here soon, but, like, you know... They're gonna be hoopties. Like the way we look at fisheye Camaros right now, that's how we're gonna look at. Like that's how I look at 2008 Challengers now. Like people like have modified 08 to like 14 Challengers, and I'm just like, eh. Like I, they don't excite me. Uh, they don't look yeah. good. Just, uh, and don't get me wrong. If I end up not keeping the track hawk, I mean I'm for sure buying. It. I'm probably gonna go for the TRX. Like that's just. I think that's one <clears throat> worth, worth having. I mean. I mean I can always buy the wife a TRX, and then I keep the track hawk, yeah. and then we got freaking three fuck you vehicles basically that I'll get down and have some fun right exactly it's funny having her tiny ass get pop out of a TRX (laughs) dude I I can barely get into mine I I didn't get the running board options that's the one option I regret not getting (laughs) I, I, I can't get it it's like I gotta put my foot up, and then I'm like, wait a minute, that's too tall. Then I put the other foot up, I grab onto the handle, I'm like, okay, I'm kind of like hanging in there like a little monkey. <laughs> Squat jump every time you get into something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you that's how you get out. You just jump out. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, it looks like me aftermarket. At least, at least if you go aftermarket, yeah, it's like yeah, a factory. It's probably a little cheaper. cheaper. So it's like probably cost you like 400 bucks for the running board. Right. Yeah. 900. Uh, <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. I think they were like actually 1100. Yeah. So I mean, you go aftermarket for whoever. It's no, just go to a Home Depot. You get the plywood. Yeah, 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 let me get some like wood and then just put it on the side. I'll build it myself. How uh, <laughs> have most of it. You can hit up Dave and Dave can fabricate him a custom one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could, could do that too. Uh, how, how's the ride quality on the t- uh, track hawk? Well, I mean, mine's lower too. Right, so right. It's got, it's got a set of Eibach uh, um, sport lowering springs in it too. And honestly, even with the springs, it's pretty good. Is it pretty it's, stiff? Like it's it's stiff when you actually it's really it's quite stiff and noticeable when you put it like sport or track. Right, right, right. It definitely is. You it, like it stiff. It though. rides like a car. It literally rides like a car when you put it in those modes. And and just regular like normal like auto or whatever, it honestly floats pretty good. I mean we cruised it ninety miles an hour across state. Oh, and good. I mean it just it just kind of just floated. It was I was like wow I was like so this is it obviously kept the dampers like you know. No, no, that's good. good. No, they didn't cheap out on that. <laughs> Yeah, dude, the quality's good. I mean, like, I'm actually very, very impressed with it. I mean, even being an 18. 
don't get me wrong with how, how like droney the exhaust is. It definitely makes it sound like there's some rickety stuff going on in there. Right. You know what I mean? But I think are you gonna get that switched out before oh, you go? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do a course in extreme because. But not actually, before Texas. It won't be before Texas, so we're gonna have to live with that drone on that 17-hour drive. Uh, but oh, it's not horrible. It's like from like 55. If you just sit anywhere at 55 and try to gas it. Yeah, there's always that one spot where it's yeah, like really it's, bad. Once you hit 60 <laughs> and above, then it's it's pretty much fine. But as soon as yeah. like 55, you try to gas it to 60. I think. I think Mustangs are like 63 miles or 68 miles an hour because I was following fucking Scott's Mustang uh, on the way down to Chicago for like five or six hours just just like it's just a constant like cycle like it's just like (laughs) dude my vet has no cats and my vet has no valves anymore no no factory my vet does not drone at all compared to this like this sucker's loud like I I, they definitely cheaped out on the exhaust portion of it but they put the nice injectors on they put a good pulley on it like like, everything else they didn't cheap out on but the exhaust the important things they didn't cheap out on it's only just a pipe yeah I mean now it's just a pipe with a couple resonators in the the center that's I mean it's, they don't do shit. It's uh, basically a straight pipe from the header's back. I mean, it's... Sounds good. I heard it out there. It, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, I mean, dude, she's, she's got some bass to her. Now you just need a nasty cam. Oh, uh, well... I'm not a fan of cams. I don't like the... <laughs> well, like, I'm doing a cam in my vet, but, like, I'm doing a mild cam, like a 32% fuel load, so, like, it's not going to be, like... Super choppy, like the ones that almost sounds like the car dies. Yeah, yeah. so it's not I love like those, that. dude. No, 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 no. So that's, like a, that's like a high feel low camera. Right yeah, that's too much. But like where this, my like my vet, my vet's gonna have a little chop to it, but nothing like aggressive to where. No, like, some of those have. Yeah. Do I love those? Where it's just like. <laughs> no, I mean technically, you know, Jess, Jess is gonna take the take the track off for the summertime, you know, so she has some fun and fast drive. And actually, you know, what sucks is if I don't do my vet here soon, I mean, she's technically probably even faster. Than <laughs> I mean, probably. I don't power to weight ratio. Like, I'd probably still take it, but initially, I think the track I would actually get out on my vet right now. I'm still so happy I beat that TRX, though. No, oh, I know that's that's surprising. Well, did you weigh half the weight? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but still, I mean, also half the power though. Like, it, I mean, I didn't like blow you out of the water. The second pull, I did get a little further away, but well, second one, I I didn't even shift. I hit uh, the red, whatever it was called, the red line. So I was like, you know, going forward. I jerked forward. I was like, what the hell? Oh, I got to shift. <laughs> yeah, but I was already gone by the time well, you were gone. Shift. I was like, all right, I'm not going to catch up. But no, yeah. you, you get me on the top end. Really, that's it. I mean, so, under, what, you spin? Like what? I was spinning, and we did a 40 roll. Oh. And I was just, the first time, just, just tires were not, yeah. Dude, I test drove a TRX, though, because like I said, when, before I was looking at track hog, even considering track hogs, I mean, I was shooting for TRX. I really was, because that's what he, he said. He was like, oh, okay, my buddy Edis is getting one, blah, blah. But I test drove one at 20, well, yeah, I mean, at 2020, it was, like, it was blue. It was only, like, I think it was only a level one pack, though, so it was kind of, like, a base. Right, yeah. But it had, like, the base. full leather. I kind of actually prefer, do you have the full leather or do you have the leather suede? Oh, uh, it's full leather. Okay, so this one had the full leather. I kind of prefer leather suede. I don't know why. Like, my track house got the leather dude, it's suede. weird. But, uh, I test drove it, dude, and the right quality of that, I mean, it's... It like floats. That's awesome. No, I mean, like your dad said, it's like a living room. It's a living room it that's fast. It like floats. Yeah. I was like, surprised. I mean, Grant, I haven't <laughs> drove a truck in years. I used to drive lifted trucks all the time. So when I test drove it, it was actually at BMW Motorworks. And I was like, my t- my guy, I was like, I was in for service. And I was like, I, like, I want to be here for a while. I was like, can I, can I go to the TRX? He's like, sure. He's like, go for it. Let me go be my lock guy. I'll have him pull it up for you. He'll just go with you. You two just, whatever. I was like, cool. But when I drove it, I was like, it felt weird at first because I was like, again, I haven't been in a big it's truck loose. in a long it's time. I mean, that's a big vehicle to do it. Like, I couldn't believe how well it drove, like, rolling. I was like, 
This is nice. I, I got a Tundra on it, dude. That thing is stiff compared to this. Yeah. This is very, very soft. And, and the thing is, like, a lot of people think when, when it comes to soft suspensions, it's, like, super, um, like, wobbly and loose, kind of like Wranglers. Wranglers are bad. Like, when you get a lifted Wrangler, that's... Yeah. That's like next level, like, you know, you're like, oh my god, like, you know, a little lean that you might flip over, but. Well, like, actually, yeah, we used to have a Wrangler, a lifted Wrangler. Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude, I mean, she drove it for the longest time, and again, like, I mean, it literally falling in. Uh, a little wind hits, and you start leaning to the right. <laughs> I was like, oh. Dude, there's this pothole. Every single time, it's like a 45 mile an hour bend on the way yeah, out of Shakopee, right? <laughs> and I, every time I hit it, going speed line or like five over and the car literally just shifts <laughs> like when i had the gladiator dude it was just <laughs> the sketchiest <laughs> shit ever <laughs> like whoa which way are we well, going dude he almost flipped the trx today you were like you had to back off you were nervous you thought you were gonna tip oh, over on that snow you were messing around the parking lot oh no 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 no, no, no was, this uh, is a little after i'll show you the video so uh he literally went we were at brick and bourbon right yeah and then he came at this mountain he's like dude i want to go climb that mountain over there <laughs> and i'm like okay i'll go film it uh, and he goes over there, and then he takes it at an angle, like sideways, not the best way to take it. And he's like, he backed off because like he was at like a forty-five degree angle on the dude, side. I was like you this, and I was like, dude, I don't think I'm gonna do this, bro. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, he's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this. I'm like, no, 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 go at it straight on. So he goes at it straight on. <laughs> he goes up, and he's like, I mean, it's like a fifty degree angle yeah. looking up at the sky. Like, know, fifty, maybe, maybe. 40. Dude, watch. We'll show you the video later, but. That was about a 50. It was about a 50, yeah. 50s, uh, no, that was, that was about a 50. I don't know. I've, I've, I've like, measured the, the hill where, where I uh, jumped my Raptor. It was, like, 25, and that was about as steep as that. Dude, it was so, steep. Either way, dude, it was this? enough yeah. for him to scrape his exhaust on the pavement. Like, you, it was a little... Like, I don't even it, think I scraped it. I looked under. It didn't look like... I mean, did you look at it? Yeah, it was... Well, the tow hitch was fine. Dude, the video, you could see the exhaust go on. Yeah, yeah, and get pushed into here, the bumper. But then look under. There's nothing. Oh, yeah. Geez. Magically, it went away. Quality metal. Yeah, there's no proof. No. It's okay. Just sell so it. So no proof. Never, never track. <laughs> never never use. Never nothing. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna edit that out. Clean one one owner vehicle though. Don't, don't, yeah, at least you got the best color too. I mean, I, honestly, I think the TRXs just look dope in black. It looks good, but I like it in red. But that's like me. But I think black's I the only way to do it. I think it just looks. It looks mean, aggressive. Like Fifteen hundred. The, 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 the rally running lights in the in the hood and everything. I mean, I think it just looks. Well, I switched out that that uh, taser thing. I switched out the daytime light, uh, lights. To be like the turn signals. Okay. So it's all orange now in the front. It looks really, yeah, really good. So I was mean. I mean, like, you know, like, it's funny too when they're on that nighttime, you know when a TRX is coming oh, yeah. behind you. Yep. You're like, you're like, you're like, what is that? And they're like, oh, that's, that's TRX. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Sure. You hear it. <laughs> well, also, really, yeah, me and you, like, I was like, where the fuck are you? And they're like, like, <laughs> you texted oh, me. He's like, oh, I see your lights. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> like, right a while choice. back. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, dude, like, uh, the night, I remember the first time I saw TRX was like in Minnetonka, like, you know, like those, like, I think you were with me. Uh, it was like, dude, super narrow roads, right? And I'm like, this dude, that truck is huge. I'm like, oh, that's a TRX, like in person, because I haven't seen one up at that point. And it just, I mean, it eclipses so many cars. I mean, it's still like a 1500 sized truck. Essentially, it's still like a, a what is that, a half ton? Yeah, yeah, half ton? yeah oh, but it's so. wide bodied or whatever. Uh, dude, it's front it's lifted. Are, it's front fenders are gnarly wide. Oh, yeah. I mean, that truck gets bitches. Let's just put it that way. That's just how it goes. I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, I've usually gotten... No, 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 it dudes, gets men. Like, giving me thumbs up, like, oh, nice, nice, cool truck. Like, yeah, it's literally yeah. not the girl. Take it to the club. See how many women you come back with. It's got, like, the beadlock style <laughs> wheels on it and everything, too. Yeah, I think the so. The beadlock wheels. Like, oh, nice, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, like, the 17s. Like, I don't know, man. Those things, I, I love those trucks. Those things are dope. Yeah, I think Ram did a good job. I'm, I'm excited to see what Ford does. I mean... Well, I mean, gonna step it up. <laughs> it's been rumored that they're going to toss a GT500 motor in the Predator, right. yeah. It's, it's just, been, it's been I knew that was going to happen, though, because, like, listen, Ford and Dodge have been swinging for years, and, you know, we had this argument on Rocket League, you know, what, two years ago now. But, like, um, 
they do great work. They do make fast cars. Like that fucking Shelby, like the truck that's super limited, that's like 770 horsepower. That thing is sick. You know, Ford does do good stuff, but I think they really messed up with the new Raptor because they really should have just went forward with the Predator instead of saying, okay, we might have it in the future. Yeah, they should have just done it, even if it was a limited run. Like, yeah. 500 just to say run. they had something better than the uh, TRX. Granted, the TRX would have just been the Red Eye motor and game over, but... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They literally tossed the Red Eye 2 in it or something like that, or the Red Eye pulley and stuff like that, and that, then it would have been good uh. luck. I mean, seriously. But the thing is, the travel, I think, I don't know which, what, I don't know what the travel is better on, the Raptor or... A, I think the Raptor might be the better, better overall. Better TRX. Dude, the funny thing is, I looked at the specs, and, like, all the specs are slightly better than the Raptor. Like, even towing, I think, I think this thing can tow really? 8,700, the Raptor was 8,600. And I was watching a review, I forgot who it was, um, they were like, you know they did that on purpose. 100 pounds more than a Raptor, they, they did that 100% on purpose. Yeah, like, like literally just, just enough to continue to kind of, kind of one-up yeah. in every single spec. It was like right. 0.2 degrees for like the engine. Like, yeah, oh, stuff like that, like you know, one inch more movement. I think that was the case with the Bronco yeah, and the Wrangler well. too. Well, the TRXs have the, um, the, jump, the jump mode, right? Or what is it called? Mode? They have like a jump mode, like when you actually go jump it, like they have a jump mode where it'll adjust your travel. So when you actually go off of something, there's like a jump mode in it. There's, so a, like, there's a Baja mode. That's the one that I found. I think that's that what you're talking about. No, like really I was watching a video on it. Like, remember that dude that was doing it, whatever? There was literally like a jump thing that like huh. you go into the, your system or whatever. Huh. And it like adjusts that. like the travel. So like when you actually go hit something, it'll make, it'll like drop the travel down. So that when you come down basically for landing, it allows your truck to level out like good. Drop softer or better. Baja mode. Because that's the one I run in, like even daily driving. It's yeah, just I'm so much more smooth than regular. Mode. Yeah, I'm not sure, but literally, it's like it'll, it'll like it'll like calculate. We'll just go jump it after this. We'll figure it out. Oh. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely more advanced than the Raptor, though. Yeah, like, I, I had a Raptor. I saw this six months ago. No. We haven't had the new new Raptor though. Oh, the new one, yeah, but it's, it's slightly six, different. Two Raptor, or the, like the first. Oh uh, no, it was the second. second it was yeah. uh, the twenty. It was twenty twenty. I think it was second gen. They had like a. <laughs> mini generation within the generation so like the 2017s and 2018s are slightly different mm -hmm. than the um 2020s and 2019s but yeah no, i know i got the 2020 for also a really good deal and then i uh, sold it uh six or eight months ago um but yeah coming from a raptor though those trx way better yeah that, I mean, that's <laughs> no I questions asked wow, i was looking at doing like a 2020 raptor when she worked at ford because i was gonna get it for invoice blah blah, blah. Right, yeah. and, like you know they were really gonna they were hesitant to give me invoice on it but they were like she worked there they were like marking down records for shit, but I mean, I really liked it. But I, sometimes the only thing I couldn't get over was like the sound of it, just being a yeah, truck, that's the biggest thing, and not having like that that V eight sound. Like yeah, that was the only kind of like turnoff for me. But otherwise, everything else, the look of it, the interior, it's I pretty mean, quick. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty quick for a truck. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it is. But yeah, I mean, they lined up a TRX and a Raptor, like a new new Raptor, and then no, it's a disappointment. It. Right. They, they even they even added this like um, trombone thing in the exhaust to make it sound more like a V8. Yeah. Like, just throw the V8 in there. <laughs> like, well, literally now it's like literally the new Raptors literally sound like I mean like, they sound like a VQ, huh. like a, like a freaking VQ. <laughs> it's like they sound guys, like stop doing this. Throw the V8 in there. Come on. <laughs> like I think I watched like the most freshest review like on a 2021 Raptor and literally they were talking about like that trombone mode uh. where it literally makes the exhaust like and now it sounds literally kind of like almost like a GTR slash like Q50. Right. Like, it sounds just like I don't know. I they think tried. A for effort. Yeah, a for effort, but you could have made it sound a little better. All right, yeah. Like, just, just throw the motor in. Just slap some high flow caps on it. Or just pump the fake sound.